Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian, and... I'm Inessa. And do you want to tell everybody why this uh, episode is a little bit different? Because... Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe let's not. <laughs> let's leave it to people's yeah. imaginations, and then one year from now, when we're listening to this, we'll we'll wonder what it was that I was getting at. But uh, trust us that there is something a little bit different. Um, one thing that is different that we can talk about, um, I think you've already finished yours, but we've got snacks. We do, yeah. I was going to say, this, one thing that's different is that we're both eating... Uh, You're eating, like, some fancy... Granola bars for lunch. Fig Newton. Mine is bougie. Mine is bougie. Yours well, is I'm eating bougie. a protein bar. Bougie. Now, a bougie Fig Newton. <laughs> Fig Newtons are the, the things that you buy at the grocery store that are that are not bougie at all. I used to, my mom used to get those at Winn Dixie. Okay, <laughs> nothing bougie about that. Yours have like you, you. Yours are the ones that they have at point of purchase, at like Starbucks or independent coffee shops. There. Right. So yeah, you're not going to find a. It's a Keebler. Or is it? Is it? Um, it's Nabisco that does Fig Newtons, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Do you, do you know what, where the name Nabisco comes from? Uh, n- n- National Biscuit Company. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is just. I never would have come up with that. I I will never stop being delighted the by that. National company. National Biscuit Company. Yeah. Uh, and to our UK listeners, uh, biscuit doesn't mean what you think it does, but uh, you probably already know that. You're aware of the existence of a biscuit and. Brian's probably Elevators not the... and trunks and, oh, and uh, pants and suspenders. Garages. You know all about that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not what? Gar- Wait, cro- crotches? Gara- <laughs> garages or garages, as they say. Garages. Yeah. Gary. Uh, do, is, is, there, is there a UK word for crotch? Like, like a particularly British word I for crotch? I don't think Other so. Other than yarbles? <laughs> Uh, that brought to you by um, uh, the the fucking guy that wrote Clockwork Anthony Burgess, Clockwork <laughs> Orange. All right, you wrote a recap. I did. I wrote a recap. Cool. You start reading that recap while I do two things. One, I got to find this issue on my iPad, and I need to eat my non-bougie protein bar. <laughs> Why are we eating protein bars for lunch? Um, because I ran out of time for lunch. I went to the gym instead. But if you'd rather I not go to the gym, that I just keep getting uh, more disgusting and slobby then <laughs> i can do that too you have a say in this this is issue 232, 232. correct 32 all right yes issue two uncanny that. x-men issue 232 is called earthfall i'm actually not sure why and it was released in august of 1988 and cost a whopping one dollar one dollar one dollar try buying a protein bar for a dollar <laughs> On the cover are the words, the brood is back, and I, for one, couldn't be more excited to have this loose end tied up. <laughs> I feel like that's one that I've been thinking about many, many times. I'm sure you are not you alone. Listen back on this, you will hear me say, hey, how about that fucking shark that yeah. fell out of the sky? It all okay. comes, it all comes, uh, the, the sharks have come home to roost. Yes, exactly. We start with a four panel flashback of things that happened, quote, not so long ago. Mm-hmm. Storm and Wolverine fighting those World War II guys, the Scotland group fighting Juggernaut, mm-hmm. Lorna Dane and Alex Summers making out in Paris, New Mexico, <laughs> and nearby a group of hippies sitting around a campfire. They might not be hippies. 
Just because they have a micro bus doesn't make them hippies. True. My voice sounds weird because this protein bar is real sticky. Yeah. Okay. We focus on the campers on the splash page, and there's a skaboom. They're surprised to find themselves still alive and go check the damage. Harry is a paramedic and grabs his kit. They find a giant shark, and the ground is so hot it's turned to glass. By the way, skaboom. Isn't that what it says? <coughs> oh, wait. It is on the next page. I shouldn't have started talking. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. Aaron Burr. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ground is so hot, it turns to glass. Sally, one of the friends, is overly confident and goes to investigate, while another friend wisely wants to run away and call NASA. There is a chomp, and Sally is gone. Oh, boy. We see the other friend, Norm, eaten, and yet another Fran with a broken ankle. Harry, the paramedic, gets impaled on the leg and runs away, waiting for Fran's screams to stop and proving you don't have to be fast. You just have to be faster than the friend with the broken ankle. (laughs) Scott Summers and Lorna are driving and get run off the road by Harry. He's freaking out. But that was then. This is now. And in the next panel, he's cool like cucumber. He's responding. (laughs) That was really cool that like those two pictures Mm -hmm. next to each other. Yeah. Uh, He's responding to a call in Denver and finds a mutant named Robert Delgado who shoots fire out of his mouth, accidentally started a fire, and gave himself a heart attack. Harry mutantifies and impales the mutant with his brewed claw, promising... Mutantifies? You you say mutate? Oh, yeah. That would have worked, too. Mm -hmm. Impales the mutant with his brewed claw, promising that he'll live forever. Uh Mm-hmm. We're not sure what's going on at that point. In Australia, we see Gateway open up a portal to let Madeline Pryor in from a shopping trip. Madeline has some naughty thoughts about her ex-husband's brother while coming home to find the place deserted. That was weird. (laughs) Also, she's wearing a strapless dress and mentions that she's had a makeover. Yep. She gives some exposition for those that haven't read the last few issues and then gets to work at designing a team sign or like emblem symbol Symbol. okay suddenly on tv she sees scott summers and jean gray being interviewed they're obviously in love and she's pissed (laughs) she punches the computer by the way she's drinking a can of fosters oh i didn't notice that knocks herself out it is australian for beer side note where is their child (laughs) i want to say that their child has been is some weird extraterrestrial uh, interdimensional doodah why is she shopping and not looking for her kid? That I have is questions. A fair question. yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, in Denver, Harry is coming home and wonders why all the mutant calls take so much out of him. Yikes! He doesn't know he's got an impaling claw. He overhears <laughs> some kids talking about mutants being scary and feels weird and unsettled. Wait, those aren't kids. They're Longshot and Dazzler, and I didn't realize that until I read it in the Powell book. <laughs> Maybe that was obvious to other people. Yeah. He comes home. And they're to find, making out. They are making out. They're making with the smoochy smooch. But we're not sure if they're making out because they're supposed to be or they want to be or it's just like part of their undercover scheme. He talks about oh, it's that. All of the Powell. above, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to pretend to make out. All right. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Uh, he comes home to find Psylocke and Colossus in his apartment. They tell him he's sick and he kicks their asses, which surprises even him. Now he's freaking out again. Turns out the X Men have been tracking him unbeknownst to us and they're pretty much all there on page 17 they know he's brood and they know he doesn't know wolverine sets off to snicked him but storm (laughs) wants him alive so she can find out who else he's infected meanwhile harry continues to freak out because he thinks the mutants are coming for everyone he gets on a bus but rogue is there and makes him feel even more followed 
He overpowers her, and she's about to get the claw when Wolverine shows up. They finally capture Harry and are trying to hold him when the police show up. Turning the page. <laughs> that was a very quiet page. Time. I was trying. Was brilliant. Yeah. Wolverine attacks a cop, but wait, they're not cops. They're brood. They're uh -oh. all brood. And they say that soon the X-Men will be too. No! Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That was a uh, fantastic recap. Thanks. Uh, nice and tight. And you, you covered all of the major points. I, I had read this twice, but it, it had been, I think, a week since uh, I read it. But that, that brought me back to uh, the narrative. What did you think? I thought that it was good. I have been dying for a uh -oh. resolution oh, that, yeah. of the shark thing. Like, how is there just a shark? And then we don't mention... Do you know when the last time... What issue that... Because I know. Because someone... I read somewhere. Issue number me. seven. <laughs> it has been over 200 issues <laughs> since the shark appeared. I, I don't. I, I don't recall. I, I, I haven't done the research. I haven't done the homework. <gasps> issue number 218. Okay, and we're on 233. Holy shit. 232. So that's, uh, 30, that's like 14 issues, which in real time... It's like over is, a year. Is, yeah, 14 months. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope it hasn't been 14 months in real time, because, you know, given Harry's rate of impaling people with his brood claw... That's a lot of That's a lot of people, people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like all of... And assuming that those people are infecting humans. other people, it's like a contagion, which Storm actually mentions that it's like yeah. a like a uh, a virus, or yeah, whatever, yeah, a pandemic, yeah. as it were. Okay, yeah, uh, right. So fourteen months in real time. Uh, Claremont occasionally has loose ends. More often, though, he does not. Yeah, <laughs> he has uh, plot threads that he can pick up as and when he pleases. Yeah. and he has done so. Yeah, so in in the Powell book, yeah. he talks about, um, I guess there's a new editor at this point, or there's like a transition. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Harris. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Harris from, and, and we talked about him, uh, I think, a little bit in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I do this with names. Uh, Bob Harris, not Alex. I'm not sure what the first I'm, name I'm going is. to look it up. But um, Anna Senti had been the editor... Uh, um, or, or, or um, uh, Wheezy had been the editor. Yeah, I think it was Anasenti, but they... Oh, yeah, Anasenti and Bob Harris. Yeah. Yeah, and Bob... Cool, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, Bob is the editor. Yeah, Anasenti's transitioning off of this. Uh, also, for what it's worth, Jim Shooter... I don't know how long he's been gone at this point, but Jim Shooter is no longer editor-in-chief. Right. Been replaced by Tom DeFalco, Jim Shooter. Um... Polarizing, not even polarizing. I think most people hate him. Generally disliked. I am, yeah. I am famously on this podcast a gym shooter apologist. apologist. Uh, I'm a I'm a, a Vichy France <laughs> gym shooter <laughs> partisan. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't come up with a better example. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a I'm a Deruti column gym uh, shooter uh, apologist. Sure. Oh 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 oh! We don't know who Deruti column is. I don't. Okay. Uh, they were the uh, liberal partisans in the Spanish Civil War. Huh. Happy now? I'm happy now. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'm happy. I've been <laughs> yeah, they, educated. They famously lost the Spanish Civil War. The only reason why I know who, who the Duruti column is, um, and, and I need to get more specific on that, uh, uh, that's also the name of a band. Huh. Uh, a band that I've never heard of. They're part of the Manchester scene from the mid-80s. Frankly, they would have been performing when this issue came out, huh. probably. But uh, they get a nod, they get a mention in the film 24-Hour Party People. Huh. 
Yeah, because uh, uh, well, there's a scene where someone criticizes uh, Tony Wilson for having a band named Joy Division, which is a very Nazi name. And he says, well, I've also got a band named Derudi Column. So, <laughs> and, and it, it's, it's a niche historical reference. And the guy's like, I don't really know who the fuck Derudi Column is. Yeah. is. All right. So, Jim Shooter, not editor-in-chief. Right. Period. So, there's this new guy. And apparently, again, just from what I've read yeah. in the past 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Claremont Dunn maybe didn't have a great working relationship with him. But well, well, um, Tom Harris, DeFalco? Or, yeah, no, yeah, Harris. Exactly. Harris. Yeah. Um, didn't love each other, maybe, but I guess uh, at this point in, in having a new person, uh, I don't know, at least Jason Powell feels like uh, Chris Claremont did some pretty good work on this title at this point under this guy's leadership. And then yeah. sort of uh, after all, a couple of issues, well, yeah, after a couple of issues that sort of feel like a little bit like filler, like the mm-hmm. thing with the giving the jewelry back and the Baba Yaga yeah. Yeah, the, the, those two were kind of slight. Yeah, that yeah. this is like, a, I guess, a three-issue uh, series Yay. of uh, fun, broody, broody action. Yeah, man. Yeah. And he also mentions, again, this was not an original idea. This although, is yeah, yeah, I could see how he was like, he just even mentions like the scene where he like, talks about how Claremont does not share as much information, like internal dialogue mm-hmm. of the characters as he used to. And so that he's, that they've sort of like transformed from seeming more human to seeming more like sci-fi. I think the word he uses is like sci-fi. The, 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 the X-Men? The X-Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Sort of hmm. sci-fi protagonist. And he said that like in the, in the scene where Dazzler and Longshot were making out, it's mm-hmm. like, that's why I said like, you don't really know if right. they're supposed to be or not. And that maybe in the past they would have had like, thought bubbles to give a lot of like of their own internal dialogue mm-hmm. and, and, and this issue and maybe even going forward, you don't get as much of that. So okay. that's an interesting perspective that I maybe I wouldn't have caught that myself. That is a very good observation. Yeah. I, I would need to go back and read some early Claremont to, uh, to see if I could detect uh, uh, any strong differences, but that, that tracks having thought bubbles. It's pretty rare these days mm-hmm. in comics. I love the thought bubbles. They are great when used judiciously and, and used well. Yeah. Instead of like the conversation between like Kitty and Peter, wasn't there one where they're oh, like, that was yeah, great. Well, like when she came that or he came back one. and they're yeah. like talking and then you see their yeah, sort of and, and, like. Yeah, and she's breaking, or he's breaking up with her. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a splendid use of, uh, of thought bubbles yeah. to add an additional layer of, of, of dramatic irony mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. To, to the scene yeah so yeah this one it was good it was fast-paced it was i love the brute you know i'm just like yeah. i'm so i was just it was going to be hard for them to just bringing that thing to an end kind of no matter how he did it i was going to be happy with it because i was just <laughs> like what why aren't we talking about this shark the yeah the the hasn't the anyone else the found room, the shark by now it's yeah chekhov's shark <laughs> Uh, Chekhov's shark has finally uh, awakened. Um, a- a- after a fashion, we're back to the shark. But um, do, do 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 we clarify that that is a, a kind of a spacecraft that the brood were riding to Earth on? Uh, I figured. I mean, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't remember how explicit that was, but yeah. that, that that is the assumption that I have. It had been somebody else. There were like sharks, and they were like somebody, or was that what the brood always used to? There, there are a couple of so so the Akanti, the very very large, uh, metaphorically blue whale, humpback mm-hmm. whale, 
animals are, are something that have been co-opted by the brood, but but they do have these smaller, like shark-like things, which which I'm pretty sure are the species of um, species. <laughs> A species, <laughs> right? Right, right. That uh, the brood have uh, basically uh, put to put to service. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say domesticated because it, it looks a little more fucked up than that. <laughs> yeah. In. Yeah. in, in enslaved right maybe. I, I, yeah. I want to I want to not get too far down here because the human treatment of animals is uh, much of it is indefensible uh, and I, I am I'm morally bankrupt in terms of uh, you know putting uh, putting my values uh, at play here uh, speaking of which made a lot of pork yesterday <laughs> just reminded um, me of yeah the... like, like pigs aren't domesticated in that sense they're farmed right they're harvested yeah the brood are basically treating uh, uh, animals like that right yeah sorry you, you were reading yesterday uh, it just made me think of the uh, the service the service horse oh okay yeah <laughs> like, I... why not use service dogs animals that have been sort of like co-evolved with humans <laughs> yeah for the purpose yeah. of service right in, I mean, I mean horses, companionship horses, uh, horses are to a large uh, to yeah. a large extent anyway Getting sidetracked. Okay, let's uh, get let's get main track. Main track. Yeah. <coughs> I need a cup of tea. You need a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have some tea after we're done recording. We'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. So, what did you think of this one? I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, I agree with your take and Powell's. Uh, I'm not as bothered by the loose end, though. It's a non-zero amount of being perturbed. I agree with Powell that this is a return to form, that Claremont has um, taken a couple of issues to kind of exhale, not spectacularly. Mm -hmm. I like those interstitial issues. They're very often an opportunity to tell a different kind of story. Uh, Claremont, I think, didn't quite hit the mark there. But, um, yeah, we're back in action, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. What else do we want to say? Um... Uh, uh, nitpicks do we uh, um... nitpicks let's see Psylocke has a new costume yes. which seems like reading around on the internet some mm-hmm. people love and think is amazing and mm-hmm. other people uh, are confused by where it came from and why her, she needs a new costume her original costume uh, this is not something that I, well I shouldn't say I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this I do spend a lot of time thinking about costumes it, it is it is kind of important it is a, a big element of these kinds of stories <clears throat> So her original costume, I wasn't wild about. It it was a weird kind of pajama, well, like a Laura Ashley <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, with the uh, uh, I don't even know what you call like the cuffs there, like the ruffled uh, cuffs. Um, it, it didn't look terribly super heroic. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I get it that. What we get for eating granola bars for lunch? Yeah, <laughs> we both need a glass of water. Protein bar, uh. in my case. Um, her powers are are different, so she needs a costume that is complementary to that. Right. The original costume was not that. Right, just like brain powers, so she needs a costume yeah. that protects her body. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this one I dig. This one I dig. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of pictures of them. A little bit inconsistent on the coloring. <coughs> She's either wearing thigh-high, kind of mid-thigh boots, or she isn't. Looking at um, the upper left-hand panel on page 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. 
And then the other nitpick that I yeah. saw. Uh, yeah, the I, color. That... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, no, you, go you, ahead. You, Not... On page 17, uh, the colors are different. There, there are either thigh high boots or they're a two tone kind of kind of leotard leggings. Yeah, probably thigh high boots. Why not? Um, look at page 17. Look at page 17. Um, right. I'll agree with you. Thigh high boots. Why not? I mean, these are superhero. <laughs> Uh, these are superhero comics. Yeah, I mean, if I was a superhero, will I'd accentuate... wear nothing but high, 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 high boots. <laughs> yeah, we will accentuate the female form. Um, yeah, at page seventeen and subsequent, the coloring would suggest that uh, they're not. They may be boots, but but she doesn't have bare skin above the boots. Oh, I see what you're saying. Let's spend plenty of time talking about this. <laughs> I think we're done. Comic book woman's body. <laughs> um, the other for science, by the way, Sorry. that I saw was like why. Like have the ex it kind of made it sound like they've been tracking uh, <clears throat> him or the brood mm-hmm. or whatever sort of for a while. Right. And how long have they? I mean, it's been a year in real time. Uh, why did it take them so long to track them? And why is this sort of the first that we're hearing about it? But you know, yeah, I'm, that's I'm just not comic stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not bothered by that. Um, narratively, it is so that we can have the X Men enter dramatically. Right. <laughs> They will erupt into that guy's uh, storyline. So uh, instilling a sense of, of, of drama, of excitement, that, that makes it time. Yeah. Sense. I read somewhere, too, that, and I haven't verified this, but I don't see why it would not be true, is that on, in this one that we don't see the X-Men until, like, the 13th yep. page. Terrific. There, you know, it has a lot of, like, a build up, and then it has kind of an ominous... Um, I'm looking at the thing. An ominous, <laughs> an ominous ending. Mm-hmm. Um you know, with them kind of surrounded, uh, you know, looks looks pretty grim. Looks pretty grim. Pretty grim for the X-Men. And, and what's happening next, uh, the last page, next, Dawn of Blood. Dawn of Blood, yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no need to pull any punches Damn. on that title. That's, <laughs> that's right. going to be, that's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. going to be, gonna be messy. Be messy. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this particular I don't. Issue. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we, we, we may be ready to seamlessly transition into pop culture. Speaking of people who don't show up in their own their own comic, uh, Poker Face. We returned to Poker Face on Thursday. That's another great show where uh, Natasha Leone, the Poker Face face, doesn't... Uh, <laughs> She doesn't show up until about halfway through the episode. Yes, I, I dig that. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job of that. It's not that's not a show that like is unmissable for me, partially because it's no, I mean it's it's handy time. that it's episodic, but then it's oh, yeah, like yeah. I don't I never feel like I need to find out what happens. Yeah. Next, um, the car racing one was fun because apparently now we're like an F one family. We're an it's F1 a thing family. that we are into and we all know yeah. loads about. Right. Um, so that was kind of a fun... Yeah. The, the, the show itself, it, it, it's great. It's well done. On purpose, it is meant to be the episodic... It, it's the Sunday night, middle-aged and older TV show. Yeah, yeah no, it's good for that I, that sort of time filler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the the font that it is It is looking like the, the late 70s, early 80s, Sunday night TV movie movie like um like Columbo and and, and oh like is that. it does it oh hell yeah all right yeah you should watch an ep- I mean we have seen an episode of Columbo yeah but we should watch more of them yeah that blocky font mm-hmm. with this kind of really washed kind of like washed out color oh hundred percent yeah yeah and, and I think Ryan Johnson is on record as having said like that's the feeling that he was the trying feel? to capture okay. and 
fucking nailed it. Yeah, we haven't yeah. watched that White House Plumber show in a while. We should, we, I'm happy to get back to yeah, it. Yeah, we should yeah. return to that. Yeah. Um, what was the name of that? Was White House Plumbers? I think yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, it's 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 pretty good. Yeah. It's it's like a B. B I, I like Woody Harrelson, sure. so it's like I'm usually pretty happy to watch him do a lot of things. Yeah. Really, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, is this he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> he's always kind of delightful in things. In things. In things. Yes. <laughs> very delightful things in things. Are where he's delightful. I'm looking at Brian keeps indicating to me that I'm not looking at the microphone and listeners, if you think I sound amazing and my voice is coming through completely clear, like I'm looking directly at the microphone the whole time, send us an email and let me know. Okay. We will, we will pick that up later (laughs) offline. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. You're not looking at the microphone either. We will pick this up later offline. (laughs) Uh, other things, the Barbie movie. Yeah. Which we have both seen. We have both seen. Our daughter has seen that. Our son has not. And not is unlikely it. to, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. He'll see it at some point. We'll watch it at home. Probably. He's, he's a little young for it. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's not at an age where he's going to do anything other than, other than absolutely hate it. Probably. He's, yeah. he's pre-programmed to hate it. I don't think that he's interested in a, a whimsical, uh, very femme and female-oriented takedown of the patriarchy. I don't think that that's in his wheelhouse right now. Uh, I'm A-okay with that. Um, Moreover, even if that were not thematically what the movie is, I'm well on record as saying Greta Gerwig can direct pretty much any goddamn thing, and I'll be there for it. Yeah. Yeah, we we very often do make the kids watch things that they don't want to watch because we feel like that's either we want to watch it and it's what we're watching or we feel like it's, you know, uh, somehow improving for them or or that they should see it for some reason. But that is not one that we have. Yeah. Agreed. But this is not one of those. Right. Exactly. Yeah. uh, I'm I'm conscious of that earnest parental effort <laughs> having the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> My parents, it, it, it's like church, right? You know, you, if you take a kid to, to church, this is just giving them the lesson that church is something that robs you of fun <laughs> and independence. Church is why you can't sleep in on Sunday. I'm not referring to synagogue, but, you know, like church, <laughs> church. Uh, although... Y'all synagogue is why you can't time. sleep in on Saturday. Yeah, right, exactly. And it takes a long time. Yeah. Hope you're free all morning. Yeah. So yeah, church is one of those that was like super counterproductive. And and if you're if your best case scenario, kid will tolerate it for ten years until they decide. Oh gosh, actually, there's something there. Right. But but um, yeah, that that that's not I think a typical experience. And uh, Barbie is sort of cultural church, would be cultural could be, church, could be cultural church to, yeah. uh, to our son yeah. uh, at this point. Yeah, I um, was not. So I went yeah. into Barbie not expecting to like it because yeah. I'm uh, old and grumpy about my right. feminism sometimes. And um, I often don't like this sort of uh, rah-rah girl boss sort of, uh, you know, kind of third wave or however you describe it. Of, of Which wave are we up to now? Uh <laughs> I, I think, and, and by the way, I I'm barely cognizant of, of of what the waves are. I will I will say, I, uh, I know there have been two British invasions. 
Right. Uh, uh, Wait, mu- what was the second one? Uh, oh, the mid eight, like like oh, Oasis the, and the, oh, British yeah, Invasion. Oh, okay, fair. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. First, it'd be like your, your Beatles, your Stones, all that other stuff. Donovan, um, Donovan, Jesus, um, Beatles, Stones, who, and things like that. Second wave would be kind of like late eighties, early nineties, and that's uh, yeah, mostly the Manchester shit that we've now name checked a second time. Right. Yeah. Anyway, feminism. The, first of all, I, I came of age when there was not a discussion about waves. It yeah, it's not feminism. at this point. It's not really a useful discussion, but but by generally, like whatever the thing that came after second wave. Sometimes there's <laughs> yeah. this element of like anything that women do is feminism because women do it. Sure. That the yeah. second wave feminists sometimes take issue with, and this isn't a class in feminist studies because I couldn't teach that fucking class. But I, yeah. th- my point is that I went in expecting to not right. like Barbie, and <clears throat> that I thought that there would be a lot of things that that kind of like would, late stage feminists thought that it doesn't track with your that yeah that it would make yeah. me kind of grumpy about it. Um, and I liked it a lot more than I thought that it right. that I would. Um, yeah. I liked all the stuff about motherhood because I feel like uh, mothers generally are not like treated the right way sometimes in feminism in terms of just like female independence and not thinking of women as a thread of whatever. Um, But I also think that Barbie had something. I think part of what made people like it is that there was something for however you feel about feminism, there was something there that you were going to feel like spoke to you which maybe isn't a I think so super yeah. positive like that actually might be like a low-key criticism oh okay um but you know i liked it there were th- there were enough things in it that that i found touching right that uh that that and and my daughter liked it the girl liked it terrific yeah yeah i i thought it was terrific uh i enjoyed it uh fuck it, it didn't stick the landing for me uh, I, I'd like to go see it again. There, there was enough of it that worked that, that I, can, mm-hmm. I can recommend it, and it would it would have been surprising if that were so. Well, actually, no, no, it was a little bit surprising that it worked. I saw the trailer, and and we mentioned this, I think, on the podcast once. I saw the trailer, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is this looks pretty terrible. They had the least funny moments from the film in the yeah. trailer, uh, but but actually, I, I was going to go see it anyway. Uh, you're a big fan appealing of Greta Gerwig, trailer yeah. or, or not? You're, you're becoming like a Greta Gerwig uh, completist. Uh, well, I should, well, and and I I would like to be. There, yeah. there are some other things. Um, there are a few of hers that I have not yet seen. Um, also, not to know Baumbach. I I don't. Yeah, that's true. I, he I, never I, I gets. Keep, <laughs> he never gets mentioned. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I keep kind of kind of roebucking him, but it, it, it feels like theirs is a pretty genuine artistic partnership. Yeah. I mean, she 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 directed it. But the two of them wrote, wrote it, it right, and this right. is not their first co you know, co production. Uh, they've written co written a number of things, and I think he's directed uh, scripts that the two of them uh, wrote together. So I, I, I want to become a bombback completist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerwig is just kind of where where my head is uh, this year, but but I'll I'll be uh, extending that to uh, to him as well. Um, didn't stick the landing for me. Want to go see it again? Uh, leaving the theater, one of the things that really bothered me, and it's unfortunate that it happened at the end, the girl's father, I, I was really irked. Yeah, I wanted to know more about that. the girl's family, and certainly the girl's father was like kind of this like bumbling uh, Ozzy Osbourne was, type type guy. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, that that 
that felt like uh, like a low blow. Yeah, uh, we're we're lampooning the patriarchy. We're we're we're, we're satirizing it. Uh, that's really really great. That that felt it was almost mean spirited. That that character. So you say that it's a great film about motherhood. Yes, emphatically about motherhood. This is not a film that speaks to parenting. No, it does not. It does not. It definitely there is speaks one to womanhood father, and motherhood. It, yeah. yeah, there is one father in there. He is peripheral. Uh, it, 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 in his his feckless at best uh, and offensive at worst, and his wife and daughter uh, you know, both kind of belittle him. That, that that this is not that much screen time, right? Emphasize. Yeah, I wouldn't have mind. Honestly, I was, yeah. I was thinking the other day. I wouldn't have minded it being ten minutes longer to mm-hmm. to learn more about the family. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. For me, it, it, it is another in a very, very long line of creative works that really hammer home the idea that men are at best second class, but in mainstream, ineffective parents. I, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I can see. I mean, I, I yeah. totally agree with you. And I, and I, I mean, so for me... I actually have sort of stopped talking about the patriarchy because I don't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily like that expression. Um, sure. And I, I don't like the focus, especially for, not for me because I am aged and I don't give a fuck, but like right. for young girls, the, I, this sort of suddenly cropped up in culture idea that there's it like, it's almost made to sound like a conspiracy theory instead of just right. how things right. are, you know, that there's this thing that's always going to be keeping you down instead of right. a more positive focus on the distance that women actually have come towards a sure. more. And, and in fact, in a lot of ways have, you know, women do better. They have a higher rate of graduation from college. They have oh, a yeah. lower rate of suicide, like by many metrics. <laughs> yeah. Mortality. Girls and is, women is are better. doing better than men. And so to yeah. talk about that at the same time as constant or to, to sort you know, I have to acknowledge that. And I, it's hard for me to acknowledge that while simultaneously kind of prattling on about uh, this, this kind of uh, patriarchy Thing. So that's that's not an expression that like I use that much anymore right. uh, for that reason. But I agree that the, that that fathers are often portrayed as second class parents, which is um, counter to my experience, is certainly counter to, to my assessment of my own experience uh, as a parent. Yes. I hope that it's counter to my <laughs> yeah. assessment of your performance right. as a parent. Um, returning to this notion of, of patriarchy and talking about it, we we touched on this a little bit the other day. Um, I think that I see your point, and it is a good one, as a sort of synecdoche for uh, all of male-female relations and entrenched power structures and all of the other things that you're talking about, educational outcomes, fertility outcomes, it is pitifully inadequate. Right. Um, Looking specifically, we'll come back to patriarchy generally in a moment, but looking at Barbie specifically, I don't think that the filmmakers had any intention of, of tackling all of it. No, I think that yeah. they actually did a great job of making right. it seem like this this isn't actually simple. This isn't, yeah. you know, he, yeah. like Ken in the end, you know, he got all the things he wanted and he actually wasn't happy. That exactly. wasn't what he was yeah. looking for. He was looking for something different. He was looking for a, a personal connection with someone yeah. or he was looking for love or, he, you yeah. know, whatever. Um you know, I, that that's kind of what I mean a little bit when I say that I think that you can you can kind of bend the movie to 
make it agree with a little bit of kind of whatever, yeah. however you feel. If you're a strict believer in this kind of like idea <laughs> yeah. of patriarchy, yeah. I could see you walking out of that movie and feeling like it really spoke to you. Sure. I'm not. And I still felt like it really oh, spoke yeah. to me yeah. in different ways. And maybe that's maybe that's good or maybe that's actually bad because it maybe feels a little bit like they they were sort of sure what they were trying to get at, but mm -hmm. it, it ended up a little bit chaotic. But, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Patriarchy specifically outside the context of, of Barbie. I, I love your characterization of it in the way that it, it lives in, in a lot of people's uh, conception as a conspiracy theory. Right. That is dangerous. Right. It, 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 thinking of it like that as, as some shadowy X-Files thing, um, it, it will surprise people to know, will surprise some people to know that... I don't regularly go to some smoke-filled room and divide the spoils. I mean, of... I do, but that's just because I'm yeah. Jewish. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can edit that out. <laughs> I'm not... Please. I, I can't be bothered. You said it. I didn't. Go ahead and yes. align your own culture, if you like. <laughs> uh, it, this, this, it, it, and also, age is a big element of it for me. When someone who is 22, God bless them for experiencing the world and recognizing that it is loads larger and more complicated than they had appreciated at age eight. But sometimes you read articles where, are you aware that men actually sit on Yes. 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 I've aware been aware of, that, of this right. for that's, a long yeah, yeah, fucking time. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> this yeah. is, this is, a, you know, this is my lived reality. I, I'm not learning anything new right. here. So like, oh my gosh, Right. Once like people, people have just figured once this people, out. Yeah. Once people find out about this, it's like, we're not lizard people, right? right. And as you said, a hundred years ago, slightly more than a hundred years ago, women couldn't even vote. Yeah, women were worse off. And I, I just, I generally don't, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. It's like, I generally just don't think that it's positive for people and for children to be told that there are sort of forces at play that will always yeah. and forever keep them down there I, I i would tweak that a little bit i i don't call it forces at play is not the right phrasing there are institutional realities i i believe mm -hmm. there are institutional realities which means that there are groups of people we know who we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, who are marginalized F emphatically agree with you when you say nobody should be told this is the way that it's always going to be, right. or the only way to, uh, uh, gosh, I mean, the only way to resolve it is just to to just fucking destroy everything, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's that doesn't you know like I'm a bigger fan. I mean, I know incremental progress takes a long time, but actually, right. like it 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 hasn't been that long, and there yeah. has actually been rather a lot of progress, right. um, it, yeah, yeah, without sort of dismantling everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I have mixed feelings about this. On this podcast, you can go two years back. I'll say, hey, burn the pa burn down the patriarchy. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm literally on the record as as having said that. Um, I think when I'm saying it, I'm I'm, I'm meaning it, uh, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. I, I also like to think that sometimes talking to me has furthered your thinking on some things. Okay, um, it, it, it has. But, yeah. but um, just when like I, talking to me furthers your. Like talking to you furthers my yeah. thinking about some things. Yeah. You know, yeah. When I have said that, I can say that it, it is more an emotional, <laughs> cathartic 
view than a, a rational suggestion yeah. for affecting change. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I would recommend the book. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, as I recommended. It. It's by Richard Reeves. I think it's called On Boys and Men that mm -hmm. talks a lot about kind of how boys and men are doing right now. And it's like, it's it's not great, actually. Rates of suicide. Yeah. Not great. It's yeah. it's it's a uh, it's fucking criminal. It's cri well, and, and it creates a lot of like, the, I mean, it's an order of magnitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I got to let this point linger for a minute yeah. set aside i mean we, forget i said that for a moment just the idea that the rate is like three times as high that's fucked up these are young boys these mm -hmm. are young men who are so desperate that they reach this point Far more frequently now. Yes, there are some mechanical elements at play in terms of uh, of attempts and and um, right. uh, that th there is the some ways nuance that attempted, yes. uh, to that. Um, but men and boys are not. I'm agreeing with you. There are a lot of them who are just not healthy right now. Yeah, there's there's That's a lot of up. there's a lot of hardship for for men and, and and to sort of keep hammering this this fact that the boys are just masters of the universe and and they get whatever like it's oh, just yeah. not it's not helpful for them it's not helpful for anybody. Unhappy as a fucking clam. Yeah, being well, a man not, who's well paid. And it's not helpful for for <laughs> yeah. women. To, you know, women are graduating yeah. like college at rates you oh, know, yeah. much higher. And women th that causes like a disparity later on when people are you know okay we're not all heterosexual and and whatever, right. but it does cause a disparity later on when people are looking for partners yeah you know it's just like it's you know it yeah the patriarchy anyway I'm anyway done. anyway <laughs> so this was great chat yeah this was trenchant social commentary uh want to close it up i'll repeat an anecdote that i shared with you the other day i'm in the middle of reading a great book called the year of living danishly oh, about yeah, yeah. a woman british woman and her husband who moved to billund denmark she works for lego mm -hmm. oh, and what a dream yeah. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> so envious. So envious. Um, I, I, I'm blanking on her name. Recent female prime minister of Denmark, a, a conventionally attractive Very woman attractive woman. who yeah. would occasionally be criticized for that. And and yes, that is uh, that, that that has tones of patriarchy to it. But her response at one uh, press conference was exasperated. You know, we can't all look like shit. <laughs> Can't all look like shit all the time. And, and so my yeah. response to that is twofold. I think uh, number one, yes, I'm, I'm delighted to see women having opportunities to uh, to ascend to those those positions of power, like Margaret Thatcher, like Angela Merkel, and and uh, and so on and so on. The other thing, which will obviate, just decimate any goodwill that, that may have generated. I don't say it to get goodwill. I truly believe that. Sure. I like an egalitarian society. Um, I, I think to myself, why can't we have more women in, 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 in like, like a female president that, you know, you know, like kind of good looking all the people who were really getting excited about John Kennedy. Hey, I, I, I got it. You know, why, <laughs> where's the female John Kennedy? Yeah. Can't we have a couple of those? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What I liked about that is just, you know, I, like, I think that there's, I, I just, I like a, a sassy 
woman that and too. one that's not like that doesn't focus on the you know that feels I don't know, you know, how dare you, or just that's like, right. you know, in, in the words of another pretty sassy woman, mm-hmm. fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we'll close with that. Close with that. Um, sure. Why not? Okay. Feel slightly, I don't know. Uh, did, did we get a soft landing from all of that? Yeah, I think so. All of that heaviness? Yeah. Do one more pop culture thing. One more pop culture thing? Okay. I, I, I shall, oh. I'll, I'll say okay. this. Um, you were in Florida last weekend. Kids and I were at home. We watched Aliens, oh, which is yeah. a nice way to tie it back to the brood. Daughter fell asleep. She did fall asleep. Uh, son uh, watched it and enjoyed it. That is such a fucking great movie. Yeah, so I wish that I had good. seen it. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we should uh, we should watch it again sometime. Yeah. Uh, they'd be uh, they'd be on board with it. Yeah. Well, especially since she slept through it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, James Cameron, man, he he's done some real good shit. Mm. Done some real good shit. <coughs> okay, Aliens is a great movie. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yes. All right, that's all for now. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.